Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. If you want to grow a profitable online coaching business in a way that is simple and sustainable, then my 12-month program, Rich Coach Club, is just for you. In Rich Coach Club, we keep things simple and focused on low-lift and sustainable efforts that attract and convert your dream coaching clients. Rich Coach Club is for the coach who wants to make an impact working with dream coaching clients without hustling, burning out, or feeling stressed out. This is the only program that's focused on helping you get booked out in your private coaching so that you can truly master and refine a simple and sustainable business without working around the clock. I'm sharing all of the details you need to know about Rich Coach Club over at richcoachclub.com or at simplifywithmegan.com forward slash club, where you can watch the replay of the live masterclass I hosted teaching you how to make six figures from private coaching while working 15 hours or less. And you can learn everything you need to know about Rich Coach Club. The investment to join my 12-month program, Rich Coach Club, is $500 a month for five months or $2,500 pay in full. The doors to Rich Coach Club are only open twice a year. So if you're listening to this right now, the doors are open and they will be closing soon until the end of this year. I hope I get to work with you inside of Rich Coach Club. Go to richcoachclub.com in order to learn more. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast. In this episode, I'm sharing with you why and how I use journaling and how you can too. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast hosted by me, Megan Mins. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to be more productive in their business and their personal life. Because as a business owner, your business and personal life are connected and we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Each week, you'll learn about productivity, organization, personal development, self-care, business strategies, and more. And now, let's get started. I am so excited to be talking to you about journaling today. Now, let me go ahead and make sure we're on the same page. When I say journaling, I am not talking about diary-style journaling, where you just like document what you've done today and diary out your day. That's great. That has a different purpose. That's not what we're talking about here. I am talking about journaling with a different intention in mind. I like to use journaling to help clear my mind, especially on those days where I just feel cluttered and I have too many thoughts or emotions floating around. I like to do it to help solve problems when I have a question that I need answered, that I want to answer myself, that I want to discover the answer to. When I have feelings that feel unresolved or heavy or like they're affecting me, When I want to connect to my intuition, I do that through journaling primarily. And when I want to build that connection, journaling is very powerful. When I want to work on my affirmations or visualization or gratitude or feeling good, feeling higher vibe, any of that, I go to journaling. 
journaling is truly my Windex, like in the Big Fat Greek Wedding, when the dad just uses Windex for everything, this is my Windex. It is my go-to mindset practice. It is my go-to tool in my tool belt that I pull out when I need clarity. It's also the number one tool in the tool belt that I recommend my clients use because it's so powerful and versatile. So when I'm talking about journaling, that's what I'm talking about. Now, there are a lot of different ways you can journal, but I want to identify my four favorite ways to journal and share a little bit more about them with you and how you can do them too. Now, first of all, let me just like lay a few things out there. There's no wrong way to journal. So even though I'm about to share with you my preference and my tactics and my strategies, that doesn't mean this has to be how you do it. What I think is really great if you aren't used to journaling is to follow my tips and strategies and experiences and start there, but allow yourself to find your own way of doing it and let it evolve. That's completely fine. There's no way of doing it wrong and there's no way of doing it perfectly. We're not striving for perfection here at all with our journaling. We're not trying to create a journal to look back on fondly and revisit our memories. We we are not using journaling that way. We are not using journaling to document what's happening in our lives and our business. We're not using it for any purpose other than in the moment, helping us mentally and with our mindset. So consider the journaling exercises I'm about to go through a way to build up your mental armor and to help you in reactionary moments when you need support and you want to support yourself. And something that you literally never need to reread again. (laughs) Like we're not journaling here to look back fondly. You can get rid of it when you're done if you want. It never needs to be legible. Like this is not a journaling for sentimental reasons. Maybe you'll end up doing that one day. Who knows? But like, that's not the point. That being said, one of the biggest questions I get about journaling and the biggest, I don't want to say complaint, but hesitancy a lot of people have or or reason why they think it won't work for them is that they don't feel like they can write fast enough to journal on paper and they want to journal digitally. And that's totally a reasonable question. I would like to share my experience with you on that. Now, again, there's no wrong way to do this. So if you disagree with me and digital works for you, I'm not trying to sit here and convince you otherwise. But in my experience, Paper is a different experience, especially when we're approaching this whole journaling exercise from a mindset perspective where we're trying to actually gain clarity through this exercise. There is something very special about doing it with pen and paper that really unlocks a part of the brain that might be closed off when you're doing this digitally. I find that digital typing... Um, electronic typing while journaling, you get caught up on grammar and typos and autocorrect and formatting and all this stuff that like doesn't matter and is truly a distraction and keeps your brain in this like logical, practical, conscious realm when these exercises are designed to help you tap into your subconscious mind, your actual real thoughts, how you really feel, your intuition, and break through those barriers that we keep up all the time. So I find that by doing it digitally, you aren't able to really break through those barriers in the same way that you are on paper. So I'm an advocate of a paper journal and pen and not worrying about the handwriting and not letting it be something that you care about at all. Trust me, sometimes I get in the zone, especially with a certain style of journaling that I'll share in just a minute. And you cannot read what I'm writing. It is scribble, but I'm thinking the things and I'm writing out parts of it and it's doing the job just fine. So don't worry about the way it looks. Don't worry about your handwriting. No one else is ever going to see this. You never need to read it again, but try paper and pen if you haven't. 
Okay. So let's dig into the four types of journaling that I like to do and use in my mindset tool belt. Just a heads up that I go really deep on these journaling methods in my program, Intuitive Execution. So if you decide you're looking for a much deeper hands-on knowledge, go to intuitiveexecution.com where you can find out more. This is going to be a little bit of a higher level overview, giving you the knowledge you need to get started with these methods, but it's not nearly as deep of a dive as I do inside of Intuitive Execution. The first type of journaling is stream of consciousness journaling. I actually have a YouTube video about this that I did back in the fall. It's a great video. You should check it out. But that was actually before I really began my mindset journey. So just a heads up that when I'm talking about stream of consciousness and that journaling, I think the strategies are still completely applicable and the same, but it was a little bit more from a conscious, practical thinking place and not so much as like a mindset practice, but it's still very valuable if you're looking for additional resources on stream of consciousness in particular. So stream of consciousness journaling is exactly what it sounds like. You are literally journaling out a stream of consciousness, exactly what you're thinking as you think it. There's no overanalyzation. There's no even analyzing what you're saying. The point and your only job during stream of consciousness journaling is to truly write out what you're thinking. And this is how you start to develop a self-coaching habit. This is how you start to uncover what's really happening. And this is how you tap into your intuition. So what I recommend people do is set a timer. If you're not usually used to journaling, you haven't done some journaling, I usually find that setting some kind of timer is really helpful. So maybe a five-minute timer or a 10-minute timer, whatever you're comfortable with, and sit down with a piece of paper or a journal and a pen and start writing the very first thing that comes to mind and just keep going and get it all out as much as you can in that time period. If you don't know what to say, then literally write that. I have definitely done that before. When I've sat down to write, I've totally said, I don't know what to say right now, but I'm sitting here journaling. And I think what I really feel is, yeah, like it just suddenly unlocks. It's just, you have to get started. So rip the bandaid off by whatever you're feeling. Sometimes I'll be like, wow, I'm really tired today. That doesn't feel good. I wish I felt this way. And it just like unlocks. You have to start. So just start with whatever the first thought is or the first feeling you have and go from there. Now, if you come to this exercise with a specific problem in mind or something you want to uncover, it's still really helpful to start stream of consciousness, but don't hesitate to like bring it to the table be like, I'm really feeling this way. And I'm just so unsure of what to do next. I feel like there's too many ideas out there and I don't know how to decide what the right thing is and just talk to yourself, but write it out. Um, and like I said earlier, don't worry about your handwriting. Um, stream of consciousness in particular is the one where you might be thinking a lot pretty quickly. And so it's okay to write a little bit shorthand. It's okay to get out of the lines. It's okay to scribble. It's okay if it looks like scratch and you can't even see what it is. Like sometimes I get so in the zone with stream of consciousness because especially when you start tapping into more of your subconscious where you're not really thinking about what you're saying, my eyes will kind of actually zone out and I'm like not even really looking at the paper and my hand is just like doing whatever. And it's still writing things. But again, the point isn't to have to reread this. The point is that by connecting hand to paper, you're able to unlock that part of your brain and let it pour out and let yourself provide answers to yourself and unlock issues and identify real problems and process emotions. So it's a very, very powerful tool. So again, don't worry about it looking perfect and don't overanalyze what you're going to say. Like never correct yourself. Just let it all pour out. And you might say like, well, I really wonder if I should do this. No, I don't think I should do that. I think I should do this. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. Actually, I do like that one. And what if I did this? Well, yeah. I mean, you literally have a conversation with yourself, but in a safe, constructive, productive environment. 
and that is stream of consciousness journaling. The whole point is to get it out of your head and get some clarity. Now, there are three other types of journaling that I want to touch on with you. Again, I go in much deeper in these inside of my group program, Intuitive Execution, because they're they're bigger mindset practices than just this journaling concept, but I don't want to leave you hanging. So I want to touch on them and give you an idea of what they could look like for you so that you at least know these options exist for you and maybe you want to incorporate them into your journaling practice. So the second type is affirmational journaling. Now I have a podcast already about the affirmations that I use. And I even talk about affirmational journaling a little bit in that episode. So be sure to go check it out. It is episode 10 of the podcast. If you want to go listen to that after this episode, but in short affirmations are positive statements that help counteract a negative thought or belief you might have previously had. Um, So they're usually positive thinking thoughts that help enforce what you are wanting to experience and feel and think and act on and show up in the world as. So again, definitely go check out that podcast episode, TPL 10, if you haven't listened to it yet, because I go into much more detail on affirmations overall and how I use them and my favorite affirmations. But they're usually some I am statements like, I am worthy. I am enough. I know all that I need to know right now to make decisions. I am a incredible businesswoman. I am beautiful or strong, you know, who knows? Whatever affirmations work for you, that's a whole other process of discovering the right affirmations for you. But once you have affirmations, you can use journaling to really help believe them and implement them and incorporate them into your life and your mindset. So there's kind of two different ways I've seen people do affirmations and that I've done affirmational journaling. And that is either by just writing out in your journal, your different affirmational statements. So if you have several, you could just write them all at once or write them over and over again for a certain time period. Or what some people do is they have one main affirmational statement and they rewrite that a hundred times or something like that. Now I haven't personally really explored that area yet, but I have seen people get good results from it. So I wanted to make sure to include it here, but I do sometimes do affirmational journaling when I'm really looking to change my mindset and bring in some more positive beliefs and build up my confidence. So stream of consciousness journaling is definitely something that is great to do on a reactionary basis. I think affirmational journaling is a really good thing to do on a daily basis to really help you build up these beliefs, especially if you're new in your mindset practice. The third type of journaling is visualization. Now, again, visualization is kind of a bigger concept, but the shortest way to explain it or the simplest way to explain it is if you've ever been an athlete or heard that athletes do this, um, there is this idea that coaches will have their athlete imagine how they want the game or the race or whatever it is to go. So like see yourself winning that swim meet or like see yourself winning the track meet. Why do I feel like I don't know sports words all of a sudden, even though I do, um, where you're like, visualize yourself winning the baseball game, you know, whatever it is, visualization is a big tactic. And that's because it's a way to kind of trick your brain into believing something is already reality. And so it makes it easier to actually make it reality. Now, again, there's a lot more there. I'm touching on the surface here, but you can use visualizations in journaling. So maybe there's a specific 
type of outcome you're trying to achieve. Maybe you want to really envision yourself speaking on stage in front of thousands of people and feeling a certain way. And it needs to be really detailed on like how you feel and your presence and what the stage looks like in the room and like make it as detailed as possible so you can really visualize it. But you can journal that out if you need some extra reinforcement besides just visually seeing it in your mind. Um, And of course, there's a lot of different ways you could do this, but that's just one example. And visualization journaling can be really cool if you're feeling like you're doubting that it's actually possible for you and you're feeling a little disconnected from your bigger goal or outcome, then I think you should try visualization journaling. And the last type of journaling is gratitude journaling. You may have heard about this. I feel like gratitude journaling is way more mainstream than it used to be. There are pre-built out journals that ask you to list out three things you're grateful for and planners that have gratitude sections. And that's amazing. And I'm all here for it. So at its core, gratitude journaling is a chance for you to journal out things that you're grateful for. And that can be in a few different ways. Maybe it is listing out three things you're grateful for right now. Maybe it's listing out an endless list, the the things that come to mind. Um, That's something I do, again, when I'm kind of feeling a little like I'm not as grateful for things. I'm not as appreciative. Maybe I feel like I'm in a state of lacking or like I'm not good enough or like any money mindset issues. Like sometimes it can be really good to do some gratitude journaling to like recenter yourself and realize how much you do have and how much you have achieved and how much there is to be grateful for, even if you maybe are feeling a little down in some other areas. So that is a glimpse of gratitude journaling. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I love gratitude journaling and it truly is the Windex of my life, um, like in Big Fat Greek Wedding, where I just pull it out all the time. And I do think it's a really powerful tool to incorporate both daily in your daily practice or your morning routine. Also, I think it's what you should really look to in those reactionary moments where your feelings are hurt or you're really stressed out or you're feeling really stuck and resistant. This is a really powerful tool, particularly stream of consciousness when you really want to unclutter your mind, get clarity, answer your own questions, tap into what's happening, work through some emotional issues. Like I said, pretty much anything and everything, I think stream of consciousness journaling can really provide at least greater insight, if not answers and clarity. So I love journaling. It's something I do at least once a day. It is something I definitely do reactionarily, reactionarily, reaction... I do it as needed. It's what I'm trying to say um, in the moment. And I definitely think you should incorporate it into your routine and daily mindset tool belt as well. Now, if you are looking to get started on journaling and you enjoyed this episode, but you're looking for a little extra help, then be sure to download my free journaling prompts beneath this episode. I do include some of the types of journaling I mentioned on this call, as well as some prompts and questions to help you get started and to get started journaling, even if you don't have a journal. So click the link beneath this video if you want to download that journaling prompts worksheet. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you find journaling as beneficial and as powerful as I do. I would love to hear from you on how your journaling experience goes after listening to this episode. I would encourage you to take a few minutes after you finish listening to this to pause and do some journaling and just clear out the clutter in your mind. And then I'd love to hear from you on Instagram stories how it went. Be sure to tag me. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. 
And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.